0: You're listening to The 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, friends. Welcome to episode 55 of The 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon. John, how are you doing this Sunday afternoon? Beautiful. This is a, a very unique yeah, Sunday time afternoon. to be recording, but mm-hmm. it's a fun one. I mean, heck, whoops, I just said, heck, cool, whatever. It's okay. Heck's cool. fine. Heck's fine. We just got out of church, and we had lunch, which was nice. Yeah. But uh, we're recording a little late this week because yep. annual conference was going on this past week over in the Woodlands. Is yep. that true? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how, how was that experience? I know you guys had a you had a full contention of folks over there. Contention?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, was, it was fine. Uh, annual conference is always fun to catch up with. Friends and other clergy from around the conference, and hear what God's doing in churches, and and there's parts of edu- continuing Ed things like that. That's we cool. hear from people, mm-hmm. and um, you know, of course, right now there's there's a lot going on within our denomination when it comes to human sexuality and things like that. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. though, really, this year was in preparation of things that will happen coming forward, like next year. Um, at a special general conference, there may be a podcast where we talk about that yeah. a lot more. <laughs> okay. But not right now. Um, but anyways, for the most part, it was a great, great week. But very busy. I mean, we we go Monday to on Memorial Day when y'all when folks are sitting at the pool. Uh, Texas Annual Conference United Methodist Church <laughs> clergy have lost Memorial Day forever. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so, but anyways, it's fine. Uh, so we were there Monday, Tuesday, half a day Wednesday. Okay. Um, so yeah, it made it hard for us to record this week. Yeah. So we're
0: catching up now. Well, that's fine. I've had plenty of things going on. As life normally does. Anyway, yeah, you're so. actually in the house alone. Your your wife and daughter In Costa Rica right now Yeah They're, they're uh, participating In a nice mission trip With yeah. the youth Yeah And um, uh, I've seen a couple photos But another, other than that They have not Phoned back home To let me know How things are going Or that they've missed me So I'm confident That they're very uh, They're very busy And they're having a great time
1: I'm sure time they, they really miss you uh, I, I don't know, know. Maybe. maybe Maybe it's just a <laughs> Conserving
0: Maybe they're trying To give you space To enjoy yourself mm, Maybe We'll go with that Yeah <laughs> I'll settle for that. <laughs> um, so we started a new service sermon series last week. Yeah. Um called Wonder Work. Yeah. Which was um confusing name for me, but Chris explained it uh, rather nicely today, mm-hmm. which we'll get to uh, Oh I a see I later. never
1: explained it, so I'm glad Chris did. Yes, exactly. It was That's uh, why we need other preachers. <laughs> I, I just realized in two weeks I haven't explained the title to anybody. No, it's it. just
0: a mystery. The, the last episode, like a movie. Communications
1: like. team hates me right now that I haven't explained Oh, that. yeah,
0: for sure. Why don't you redeem yourself and tell us what Wonder Work is about?
1: So, uh, first, let me celebrate one thing. I just just okay. popped in my head, so this isn't okay. your fault. But, Thank you. Um, the end of the last series, we had an incredible finish, where we celebrated 20 people joining the church and three adult baptisms, yeah. profession of faith. And so that was incredible. Do we celebrate that already?
0: Yeah, we've already talked about it. Look, it's right there, the Bold Witness, episode 54. All right, moving on. It's been a
1: long day hang in there folks okay anyway so i'm still celebrating it i told the folks in the sanctuary today i preached in the sanctuary oh, yeah. so it was on my mind i uh, want to keep celebrating that so that's incredible we asked, we had some more people join today in the church oh, too, in the sanctuary so that's cool that's cool all right so new sermon series wonder work that came from the message translation uh understanding how god uh worked a wonder in into mary i don't know what chris how how much chris went into depth on that or, yeah, it or described right. it but um so it was a, it was a cool thing it is a wonder work or a working of wonder and it was amazing mystery um that god has weaved together woven together this redemptive story leading to jesus christ and so we decided to look at matthew chapter one the genealogy of jesus the first page of your new testament why on earth do we open with this weird crazy wacky Mm -hmm. list of names um and so a very i'm sure most of us scan over those lists of names when we get to them because they're all throughout the bible and so we wanted to talk about that and look at it a little bit. So for six weeks, um, we're looking at um, that that chapter one um, through the lens of what has what has transpired throughout biblical history to lead to Matthew. Want to give this list of names, and so we're looking at Abraham and David. We're looking at different characters and how how this genealogy is really important. Um, and that's that's uh, that's important for us because I, I'm going to make the argument and have that this is our story that we are wrapped up into this redemptive story now, and so it is our duty and responsibility to know it um, and to study it and learn from
0: it. Yeah, I think it was actually—I'll admit—eye-opening for me. I don't know that I've ever read those names, mm-hmm. um, which you know was one of the illusion, the kind of the, the examples you gave. Like, it's great to just skip that chapter because kind of away yeah. the the fear of trying to say the name. Yeah, yeah. The but jacked up just names. the fact that there is a connection from. You know, mm-hmm. Abraham all the way yeah. straight through to in ending in Jesus. And, yeah. and, and that's just kind of mind-blowing yeah. to think, wow, uh, that seems planned, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just the, the connection of the genealogy um, was really awe-inspiring. So um, that was that was new, and I took that away last week.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, a couple of things are really important. First of all, Matthew is interpreting all that he has grown. So we think Matthew is a Jewish, uh, that he's writing from a very Jewish perspective. Okay. That he is a Jewish now convert to christianity Mm -hmm. and he is writing to jewish converts okay and so it is no surprise that matthew wants to present and interprets jesus as being the answer to the jewish faith Mm -hmm. and so that's very critical and that that's something that we need to see so son of abraham he's establishing the forefather the one who is the father of israel Abraham and putting Jesus in that line, and so that's why we see that emphasis in Matthew. Matthew uses Abraham seven times. The other Gospels get use them as well, even more Mm -hmm. in other cases. Uh, But Matthew understands that, and he says "Son of Abraham" three times there in the first chapter. Now, why genealogies? They still, even if I tell you it's important, they're still kind of boring. Well, in ancient Near East, and Jesus jesus's contemporaries uh, genealogies were really important mm-hmm. so i shared that you would have to be able to prove seven generations of your family to uh to establish your social standing your your status wow, within yeah. this so, within the society mm-hmm. and so you would have to show seven generations of that or um more biblically or more aligned with the biblical narrative if you're if you are a priest you would have to show that you're actually in the family in the line of aaron or the tribe mm-hmm. of levi so that you are of the priestly family and so only those priests had to know what their genealogy was and then of course royalty if you were in the king's line to be king of israel you would have to show yourself in that and the messiahship the um, prophecy of the messiah coming was to be in the line of david to be in the royal line and so uh king the showing the king's genealogy is really important and next next week we'll, we'll specifically talk about how important it is to be son of david be in the royal line and things like that. Yeah. Um or actually two weeks from now. Weeks from now. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that one is uh was really important. Um and, and that's where genealogies kind of fit in and why that it's not surprising that Matthew would use it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh why genealogy to open the gospel? Why would Matthew jump into that? And really we could talk all kinds of stuff, and so stop me if if something stands out to you. All right. But really, what we do is we look at the birth narratives of, of Matthew chapters 1 and 2. We kind of skip over this this list of names. We jump into, like, how the angels come to Mary and, like, all of these things, how Jesus is born he had to flee, mm-hmm. and uh, Herod tries to kill, you know, children, all, all of that stuff. And really, Matthew chapter 1 is a part of that story because Je- what Matthew is saying is that this is the genesis, this is the beginning of Jesus Christ. And so um, you need to understand that all of history looks forward to this point and that's what um that's what's happening and so um we need to look at specifically in the six weeks that we're covering this why why this genealogy and why does matthew choose some of the things he does so here are some themes that we see there first matthew is clear to say that he is the son of abraham That's a little uncommon. It's not Mm -hmm. typically a New Testament title for Jesus. We get Messiah, the Christ, we get Son of David, Son of Man is something that's said Mm -hmm. over and over again. But Son of Abraham is a little more uncommon. The author here is connecting Jesus to the Father of all the people of Israel and relating Jesus back to the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant. And so whatever that means, you'll have to tune in next time uh, to listen to that in specific Mm -hmm. about what Matthew's getting at here. But for now, know that God promises through Abraham to bless all of humanity through Abraham Jesus is the son of Abraham we see that blessing being carried through the next thing is that he's a king from the line of David verse 1 is the first of 10 appearances of the phrase son of son of david in the book of matthew Um, we see that happen all throughout matthew and this is supposed to show his royal lineage to say jesus is king he is uh in this line of david and this is um this is really matthew's kind of focus and and there's several hints at that as we look at it one of these hints is that we see it broken into three sections of 14 generations and Matthew makes sure that we know that and one of the connections we have to David is David is spelled with three letters because Hebrew had only three consonants and no vowels Mm -hmm. and so those three letters are Dalet Bav Dalet and so that what is a D uh, in Hebrew has has a each letter has a numerical Value And so the two Dalits have a value of four, and the Vav has a value of six, adding up to 14. Mm. And so David itself means 14 in number. The whole thing's broken into three sections of 14. So the whole thing is a literary framework trying to catch our attention and point to David. So even in the style of writing and how he breaks it apart, Matthew's trying to point to Jesus being a son of David.
0: Wow. That is super cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: So everything he's doing is, yeah. is has some point to it and a reason behind it. The next thing we covered, kind of an overview, is that what we see here in the genealogy is it's not just a normal genealogy. In fact, it has some interruptions to it. Now, if, I didn't get to talk about this on Sunday, but if you read it, if you try and read it right, it reads at a pace. It has like a tempo to it. Oh, yeah? Like it has a flow, but yeah. then it has these little interruptions. All of a sudden, it says, so-and-so is the, and the brothers of this person, mm-hmm. or like the wife of, or, so there's these little breaks. So yes. there's this whole prose tempo to it, but then there's these interruptions and those interruptions are on purpose so all of scripture was meant to be read aloud it was read aloud in church uh since the beginning and definitely when these early letters are circulated and so that would be stand Mm. out to the ancient context so that they would hear it yeah um those breaks are very important because they're also calling out women yeah so those interruptions are mostly women Mm -hmm. and gentiles Mm -hmm. so where this would always be a genealogy for dudes all of a sudden we've got five women one being mary which okay you can Expect Mary, right. uh, but four really unexpected women find their ways into that, and they're they're interestingly chosen because if Matthew was just trying to give credibility to women or to affirm women, which he has no reason to, because they in this time they hadn't, but yeah. God's people begin to affirm the value of women in some socially uh, critical ways and so but if that's all he was doing he would have chosen some of the all stars like Rachel or Leo or Mm -hmm. Sarah or some of these that are known for their faith and their triumph And, and what what matthew ends up doing is he, ch- he chooses four very colorful characters he chooses um tamar who is who loses he, her her uh heritage because her husband dies and she has no one to give her a son and it looks like and and um uh the brothers of the husband would not come and be with her mm-hmm. and so for her to be able to have a son and continue the line she solicits solicits sex with her father-in-law mm-hmm. so she goes to her dead husband's dad pretends to be he dresses up to be a prostitute so that she can sleep with him. He gets her pregnant so that the line continues and then Matthew drops this bomb that she was in the line that goes from Abraham to Jesus. Yeah. And so wow. um, then another character, Rahab was a prostitute in Jericho that protects the Israelites uh, but she lives a life that is circumspect in, in light of all that are going on. Ruth, who has an incredible story, she's also a Moabite. In Israelite text, Hebrew text says that Israelites shouldn't marry uh, Moabites, mm-hmm. but we know that Ruth does she marries uh, Boaz and becomes a uh, grandparent a great great grandparent to David even um, and then Bathsheba of course is not even named but she's simply the wife of Uriah mm-hmm. here in the genealogy but she's the one who was involved in an adulterous relationship with King David um, through which uh, Solomon King Solomon is born is given to Bathsheba and David and so
0: colorful characters going on that's crazy actually uh- I wonder how that was received at the time. It would have been scandalous. It would have
1: sucked the air out of the room when it was being read aloud. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, so a lot going on. Sex scandal all over the place. Yeah, unlike- this is really like Game of Thrones. Un- <laughs> yeah, uh, unlike <laughs> unlikely characters, yeah. unlikely circumstances, um, and we'll preach on this some throughout the uh, the series. So we'll come back to some of those going on. Uh, but for now, we see God working His redemptive plan, no matter what jacked up characters are involved. Yeah, uh, He's got a long game in play, and it may look like God is not moving his will forward, but he is in the overarching team of, of what's going on. Good the next theme that i think matthew is doing is he's trying to show that this is the genesis of jesus christ the language is literally this is the genesis the book of the genesis of jesus christ genealogy could be that mm-hmm. and so it's almost exactly the language for this is the book the genesis the book of the genesis of the heavens and the earth mm-hmm. in uh, genesis chapter 2 verse 4 it's a direct parallel and so matthew's like kind of drawing back into genesis in a really cool way um, The other thing i want you to see is that the genealogies are are modeled or this genealogy is modeled after uh, chronicles and some of the other early genealogies in the old testament however those genealogies if it was jesus's for example abraham's genealogy starts with abraham and shares the descendants this genealogy starts with jesus but then shares his ancestors Mm. because the whole thing is culminating in jesus So rather than starting with the the patriarch and then moving down, what it's saying is everyone else in the ancestry of Jesus find their perspective and their definition in the history of the world in perspective of who they are in light of Jesus Christ. So they all point to Jesus. Um, And so that's important. One last one. The three divisions of 14, I think that Matthew and several scholars would agree that even even if... um, even whatever we do with the numbers the even dividing of all of history Mm -hmm. of going from the patriarchs in the beginning of the covenant um to david david to exile exile of jesus Mm -hmm. even with that going on um really what we see with the even divisions is matthew trying to say this is god's perfect timing that when things went on for so long 14 generations air quote then god did something remarkable and then for 14 more generations god did something remarkable this is the perfect timing of God to move and to send J- Jesus into the world. And Matthew is intentionally representing all of history here, um, and he even he even omits three generations in the first segment just to get the number right, so that it can, <laughs> he can represent that. Okay, so, anyways, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think at some point during the series we'll talk about the fact that Matthew intentionally misspells two of the names in, mm. the, in the genealogy to represent something else. So there's a little teaser. I think I, I said a little bit more uh, last week, but there's a little teaser. Um, but anyways, how's that? A lot of stuff, a lot of information, a lot going on. Yeah. A lot
0: more than you think when you look at a list of names. For sure. I mean, these this uh, to me, these next few... Um Sermons and five yeah. fifteens are like must must see TV. This is like you don't yeah. want to miss out yeah. on uh, how we kind of connect all these dots.
1: Listen, these biblical authors, they they are very they're being very intentional with their words. Yeah. Very, very intentional. Things are not normally there just for simply style or something. They're usually trying to communicate something with every wording. So if you for example, when and we'll talk about this again next week, um, but when you look at like the very first line son of david son of abraham mm-hmm. well why is that ordered that way
0: yeah that's reverse why not reverse, son right? of
1: abraham son of david yeah let's start from the oldest and where you know what's the order and so there's there's a lot of questions that come out of this because it, it looks like matthew's trying to be really intentional and drop some hints all over the place yeah so uh in closing couple thoughts to carry out i think it's really important for us to know our story and this is our story yeah um, there is There has been a heresy in the church for a long time that, um, that the Old Testament is really replaced by Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need to, to worry about the Old Testament. And as you see from the very first page of the New Testament absolutely we need to look at the old testament yeah. because all of the old testament all the history of covenants all of the history of the prophets and and all of that is all pointing and working towards jesus in the new testament writers matthew those that are that were either right with jesus because they're disciples or those that are secondhand, um they are interpreting jesus in light of all that god has done throughout the history of israel and and beyond and so um the, the old testament is something. We need it's messy it's ugly it's weird it's got jacked up stuff in it um it there's things we don't understand things yeah. that are hard for us but you can't toss it out it is very 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 important and and we should know our story and i joked about all the things that we know stories of like star wars like yeah. we know star wars story i know i was like guilty if, you're, that. <laughs> if you're a harry potter fiend you know about harry potter as a matter of fact if you are you know things that you shouldn't know about harry potter yep. you know what i mean like little details and mess ups or things in the hallway or a Picture that's off, or yeah. hints that are coming from one movie, seven movies later, or books later. You get to see that all of that stuff. Do you know this story? Because awesome. this is our biblical story, and I'm not saying you've got to know all of the crazy generations and things like that, but I, I am saying that that you need to know that God has been weaving together a redemptive story um, that we have access to through the Bible, and it's important for us to know that. And so I, I just wonder for the listener for us, what are ways that we we can tell that story that we can learn and 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 pour into our families um the more creative we get the better that we can to be
0: formed and shaped this should be something that forms and shapes us yeah makes sense yeah i'm looking forward to this uh, kind of crash course and how to be a, a biblical nerd
1: yeah yeah this is really nerdy so if you <laughs> if you're one of those people that are like getting worn out with all the information just hang on because this this is one of those series gonna be it just off. is yeah, yeah for sure there's just this is one of those series where there's a lot of information and the seminarian and your pastor yeah. kind of yeah. geeks out and, and that comes across we're trying to make sure that we're staying sermonic mm-hmm. I think there's definitely sermonic material here um, but this is so important for us to know uh, what's going on and so I challenge you this week um, make sure you're telling your kids about these stories and, yeah. and not just letting them see everything on Netflix
0: and things like that. Well, that's, that, that makes me that, that just thought of a question. So how is yeah. the youth handling this series?
1: I actually think they're doing something different. I think they're oh, they, the a yeah, workshops. Okay. Oh, I, I think wondering. they're doing workshops or rotations okay. or something like that. But um definitely something that's important for
0: us to, yeah, to this understand. Yeah, this would be great. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you can take after the sermon over lunch and kind of explain uh, what you heard and kind of and share that with your kids cuz that's how history is passed down, you know, verbally from generation to generation. So that's yeah. very great. Yeah, I'm so to this one. yeah, so don't skip over your genealogy so quick. <laughs> Ask some questions. J- just if you want to have fun, make your kid try and pronounce the name and see what they yeah, come up with. Yeah, that'll make yeah. you feel better yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, thank you so much. All right, looking forward to next week. Same here. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.